Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Gateway Rescue Mission, meeting the physical and spiritual needs of the homeless right here in Jackson, Mississippi. Check us out at www.gatewaymission.org. I'm Steve Azar, and I'm on the other side of the microphone, meaning I'm asking the questions this time, and oh, have mercy for the airwaves. I spent 20 years in Music City, wrote and made some hits, traveled the world, and then moved my family back to the birthplace of American music and where the magnolia trees prosper. And now every time I put my feet on Mississippi soil, when I'm off the road, well, I'm at peace. On this show, it's all about hearing the story straight from the mouths of the friends I've made along the way, their journey to success. Heck, there might be someone on, I don't even know, but you know how us Mississippi types are. We tend to take well to new company. In a Mississippi Minute, all 60 of them. I'm Steve Azar. It's just like that muddy river moving slow. Ain't no words, it's how life goes, baby. In a Mississippi minute. That's right. Hey, folks, time for another In a Mississippi Minute with me. I am Steve Azar. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. Too cool, too cool. You guys are the best. Speaking of the best, my pals at Superior Catfish, it's homegrown and produced right here in glorious Mississippi. Go to superiorcatfish.com. Oh, yeah, and visit mississippi.org. I always love celebrating who we are. You guys know how I feel about that. It's close to my heart and my soul and my mind. So check it out. And plan yourself a cool getaway this weekend. All right, today's guest is breaking the record. I thought Trent Demas, gold medal winner back in Barcelona in 92, <laughs> had the most. But I think today's guest at part seven and then part eight is breaking barriers is what's happening. It's like Steph Curry with 40-point games at the age of 35. But anyway, that's another story. I get excited about hoops at times, so forgive me. My guest today tells great stories and connects dots like no other of our Mississippi music history. Without this history, I certainly would never be doing what I'm getting to do. Blessed to do my entire career, uh, write songs, make music, play for folks all over the world, play for you guys. It is, uh, trust me, my most precious moments in life as far as a career is concerned next to my family and the good Lord above. Okay, so... My man served on so many boards. Uh, I get tired of reading about him. Mississippi Delta Tourism Board served as president three times. Mississippi Blues Foundation board member, E.E. Bass Foundation executive board, Greenville Arts Council executive board, Bridging the Blues, former producer of the International Blues Challenge and Blues Awards, ahead of our Washington County CVB down here and doing an incredible job. Please welcome back, 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 back to back to back, Wesley Smith. What's up, Wesley? Good morning, Wesley. Do you, you notice that? I'm good, man. Did you notice that intro was totally made up? That's why I was sort of foggy. It came from the heart. Well, I appreciate it. So I've been today, on enough now. You should know it by heart. Well, you don't. <laughs> no, no, I know. I know. Well, listen, today, um, first of all, I've gotten so many great responses when I have you on. So I appreciate you taking the time. I know you're busy, but maybe once every couple months because I just really love what you're doing here. Uh, and I know you're calling in at Super Talk now every once in a while and – Today, you know, you think about the history of our music, and you can't help but gravitate toward Muddy Waters. You know, if you're going to have, like, five guys that you're going to mention that sort of influenced and impacted this, you know, incredible popular music globally, you got to talk about Muddy Waters. You wrote this great story, Chicago's Other Muddy Waters, and that's interesting to me as a title. And and also, Wesley, I'd like to know sort of where you get your research. Yeah. Well, I get it. uh, Well, I get it from books, obviously, but I get a lot of it from the Internet. And just uh, just one thing leads to another. I'll read something and 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 it'll spur something else. And you get on the Internet and you you go down that rabbit hole, you know, and uh, and you can just make a a lot of connections. Uh, It's a lot of fun once you start doing it. Well, I'm about to have some fun now. And I can't yeah. wait. I, I love it when you sort of walk us through it. You know, it's one thing reading it, but to me, right. you know, I absorb it a whole lot better when getting to have this conversation with you. So I appreciate you taking the time, like I said. So let's get to it. All right. Um, 
this is already run. And who is Chicago's other Muddy Waters? Well, I thought, Steve, we would do this one uh, today because you know this. You and I have talked about it quite a bit in the past months for various reasons. But um, for those of us that live on the Mississippi River side of Mississippi, we are carefully watching that that river. We are at uh, low, low, low waters. It's affecting our farmers and our uh, uh, all of our trade up and down the river. Um, and I think October 24th, we were, I think it was a new record low, but we were right about five feet at the Mississippi, uh, at the Greenville Bridge River Gauge. Now we're back up to about eight feet, but it reminded me of this story I wrote because Muddy Waters is so connected, obviously, to the Mississippi and Mississippi Delta, but also to Chicago. You know, he went to Chicago, recorded for Chess Records, um, and then, you know, from there it becomes rock and roll and, and all of his story. But today I'm going to talk to you about Chicago's other muddy waters. So we're going to talk about muddy a little bit, but we're going to talk about the other muddy waters. And so here we go. So a few years back, a few summers ago, uh, I was working at the Mississippi Juke Joint Stage and Tent at the Chicago Blues Fest. Visit Mississippi, our state tourism office, sponsors the Mississippi juke joint stage there which is uh one of the by far one of the most popular attractions uh at the chicago blues festival um and of course that blues fest is held every year millennium park on the on the banks of lake michigan there in downtown chicago but best probably 20 years i've been to the festival quite a few times for various reasons and i got a lot of great memories but what always stands out to me is meeting chicagoans that have roots in mississippi and want to talk about home um, that particular summer, I met people originally from Greenville, Lamont, Greenwood, Belzona, and Ruval. And I met a woman from Detroit who grew up in Chicago and had moved there as a young child with her parents from Clark. I met a woman from Detroit. Sorry. I'm oh, sorry about that. <laughs> get my guitar real quick. And go ahead. There you go. And and I met a ton of people who spent their summers, um, you know, they were living in Chicago, uh, had had grown up there, were working there. But they still had relatives down here in the Delta. And so they were back and forth. They always liked to come to the visit Mississippi tent and talk about home, you know, where their roots are. So and all of their stories are woven into one of the great mass movements of, of people in the history of the world. And that, of course, is the Great Migration. So I'm going to tell you about that a little bit. Between 1910 and 1970, roughly six million African-Americans left the South for better economic opportunities in the West, Midwest and the Northeast. Um, when the United States, uh, well, from the creation of the United States, basically till about 1910, 90% of African-Americans lived in the Southern states. And by 1970, that percentage was right at 50%. Mm-hmm. So the flow of, of, of people migrating North would increase from time to time, most notably um, after the great uh, Mississippi River flood of 1927. And then during both world wars, when more labor was uh, needed in the factories of urban America, right? So, so where a family moved, if you were part of this great migration, and often depended on the railroads in the state. Where did the railroads run? Well, the Illinois Central ran between Chicago and New Orleans right through the heart of the Mississippi Delta, and thus Sweet Home Chicago became the goal, right? Right. right. Families moved. Moved and settled, and they became kind of a lifeline to bring more family and friends north, uh, for again, for better social and economic conditions. And this, of course, is also how the blues spread to urban areas uh, and then became rock and roll. So this connection between the Mississippi Delta and Chicago, in a way, though, began much earlier, long before Robert Johnson would write Sweet Home Chicago and Traveling Riverside Blues. Chicago, Steve, began one of the greatest engineering feats of all time, the rerouting of the Chicago River. Hmm. You probably have no idea where we're going. (laughs) No, 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 because we're going to have to take a break because I ran my mouth too much Mm -hmm. in the intro, and I apologize for everybody, but but I want to say something. Johnny Lee Washington, who raised me, uh, she's a big part of Mm -hmm. me making music growing up. She put up with me running around with a plastic guitar and then a real guitar and had to just endure all of that, you know, while I learned. She sang about Jesus' love to me, as one of my songs says down at the liquor store. Anyway, she used to go to Milwaukee all the time. She had 
friends and family in Chicago, Detroit, and Milwaukee. So it's interesting that you bring that up and she goes see her family there. I never really thought about or maybe asked her back in the day. I was so small, you know, so young. Uh, why are right. you, why is your family there? With that said, let's take a quick break. We're with my pal Wesley Smith. If you want the best catfish there is, it's homegrown in Mississippi. Where else? Go to superiorcatfish.com. There is catfish, and then there's superior catfish. Homegrown, baby. And visit Mississippi.org. That's what we're talking about today. Always something special in my heart. I'm Steve Azar with Wesley Smith. We'll be right back. Mississippi. Mississippi. Hey folks, Steve Azar here, and like my song says, I'm still trying to find my way around. So wherever life takes you, Guarantee Bank is here to help. Visit with a bank representative to make sure your accounts and services meet your current and future needs. Give us a call at 662-247-1454 and visit one of our friendly 25 branches or check out more at gbtonline.com. Guarantee Bank, member FDIC. No other news team covers the Magnolia State like Super Talk Mississippi News. On air with reports every hour and breaking news as it happens. Your news all the time on air and online at supertalk.fm. Make more magical memories this holiday season with mermaids at Mississippi Aquarium. December 8th through 10th and December 15th through 17th. Dive performances and meet and greets available with general admission. Special ticketed event includes breakfast, special photo op, and a souvenir photo. For more information, visit msaquarium.org. Ready for the big game? You are if you have a Honda generator from Frederick Sales and Service. Frederick Sales and Service can have you game day ready for your tailgate party. Honda super quiet generators are known for being reliable, lightweight, and fuel efficient. So you can enjoy the game without all the noise and hassles that lesser generators provide. Pick up a Honda generator today at Frederick Sales and Service in Brandon, where we've been serving you for over 30 years with the finest in outdoor equipment since 1993. At Clinton Body Shops, we want you to know that after an accident, you have the right to choose where to get your repair. We're continuing to follow our founder's mission. The late John Mosley believed consumers deserve to have their vehicles returned to their pre-accident condition using OEM parts and OEM repair procedures. Therefore, we're continuing OEM training and certification with as many manufacturers as possible. In fact, we now have more certifications from more automakers than any shop in Mississippi. Auto accidents can be very stressful, and the last thing you need is a repair that devalues your car and makes it unsafe. Because you have the right to choose, tell your insurer you want a Clinton Body Shop repair. Go to ClintonBodyShop.com, and as John used to say, we really do take pride in perfection. How can R.J. Young help you? With digital communications, managed IT services, business process outsourcing, and office equipment and technology, RJ Young is your source for the technology solutions that power your business. For more information and a quick demo of the modern office and how it's increasing efficiency and bottom lines of businesses across the country, visit us at themodernoffice.com. Catfish, hush puppies, and fried dill pickles. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. Voted the best catfish in Mississippi with our grilled or fried catfish along with greens, coleslaw, and a skillet of our homemade cornbread. With locations on the Reservoir, Pocahontas, and one mile from the Grand Ole Opry in Nashville, Tennessee. Catfish, hush puppies, and fried dill pickles. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. I like chicken. I like fish. I like hush puppies. I love it. Catfish is excellent. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. Good Things with Rebecca Turner is brought to you in part by Trust Care Kids, the best pediatric primary and urgent care provider for busy families. Trust Care Kids is open early and late. Walk in today or schedule your appointment at TrustCareKids.com. Trust Care. Feel better faster. In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. 
Hey, folks, back into a Mississippi Minute. My pal Wesley Smith, part seven. That's what I'm talking about. A seven-timer. He's going to be an eight-timer before this is all over and and so on. But I, I really enjoy talking to him, and I hope you guys enjoy listening to the, the many stories, how he connects dots with our Mississippi music history. Now we're talking the river, and he's getting crazy with about to – he's rerouting some river or flipping it upside down. I don't even know what's <laughs> happening but in Chicago, but we're going to get to that. But before we do, as I always appreciate my sponsors, uh, Superior Catfish, there is – Catfish and their superior catfish. It's made in up there around Hell State, Macon, Mississippi. Check them out at superiorcatfish.com. Visit Mississippi.org. I hope I get to say that uh, for the rest of my life as I do these shows because uh, uh, everything that Visit Mississippi celebrates matters so it's just so dear to me. So check it out. Plan your weekend and and celebrate Mississippi with your loved ones. I'm telling you, it's so cool. Be proud of where you're from. All right, Wesley. We're, it's an engineering marvel. Okay, right. come on. I'm excited. So, so we were talking about the Great Migration and the flow of African Americans to up up into the Midwest, especially from the Mississippi Delta. But I'm I'm gonna give you a little more of that of that history so you can kind of picture this. Um, in 1860, the population of Chicago was was already over a hundred thousand. So it's a pretty big city, right? Especially mm-hmm. uh, in that day and time. By 1890, so we're just 30 years later. The population of Chicago was over a million. Now, can you imagine that level of growth that quick? Wow. So in 1865, the Union Stockyards opened a massive slaughterhouse complex. And by 1900, uh, there were other slaughterhouses opened. And Chicago began uh, processing more meat than anywhere else on earth. Some of y'all may remember this from, from high school or college. I remember having to read it in high school. But the novelist Upton Sinclair famously exposed the working conditions of the meatpacking industry in Chicago in his 1906 novel, The Jungle. And the poet, the great poet Carl Sandburg, in his poem Chicago, hmm. published in 1914, referred to the city as the, quote, hog butcher of the world. A lot of folks. Hey, where were all these? Life. Obviously, these they were being transported via train, right? Yeah, so folks were moving out of the Delta by train. Whatever was being slaughtered and, and butchered and then sent out from there, was it only train? How far back are we talking? Well, I'm kind of talking about the whole time period of, of the Great Migration. But Okay. I mean, okay. by the time, yeah, it depends on what time you're talking about. But but obviously cattle are, are coming in from the West, from Texas up up through the upper Midwest into Chicago. Okay. Um, and so that was a huge industry there. Uh, at the time, and that's where a lot of folks went to work. So Wesley, um, so but and I got that. But you talked about train. The only way to get product out to the masses. I mean, people were still farming, and America was there, right? You were they were trading stuff instead of paying for certain things. Sometimes you know you'd go in and and trade. Uh, maybe you had chicken eggs, and you trade it for flour at the grocery store, right? Back then, you're talking about only where the trains tracks led you or the river was the only way to ship product right well it well it was but we're talking about kind of two different things here we're talking about the, the mass migration of people i got around the, okay and so the trains where most likely where you ended up is where the trains went not not as many people owned automobiles Okay. Sure, sure, sure. Especially, especially black folks leaving the South. Yeah. Yeah. So if you live, for instance, in Louisiana and you were getting out, you wanted to, to, to move, most likely most of the families went to, uh, to California. That's where the trains ran. East, West. Yeah. There's a great Ray Charles song, uh, talks about a Dr. Foster in one of his lyrics. And Dr. Foster was actually his, his doctor. Uh, and if you read the book, The Warmth of Other Sons, which is a great book about the Great Migration, um, Dr. Foster was an African-American doctor in Louisiana, and he left because he was not being treated fairly. And he ended up in California, which is where he became Ray Charles's doctor, because he could get a fair shake out there. He could live his wow. life on his own terms, be treated fairly by the law. So these stories pop up again and again in our uh, in our history. But for the Delta folks, they took the Illinois Central to Chicago. That's where the train went straight mm-hmm. into Chicago. And that's where so many 
Mississippi wow. Delta folks found their opportunity. Okay. And it just happened that Chicago was became this meat packing, or as Carl Sandberg said, the hog butcher of the world. That's where they process this meat, and that became a part, a big part of their uh, industrial growth. Should have had catfish, farm-raised catfish, but from Superior, but that's hey. all right. Okay. okay, I'm sorry, I threw you off your train tracks there. Now come back. Oh, no, back no, 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 that's good. I love the question. So between the explosion in population and the, and the creation of the meat packing industry, Chicago developed massive sanitation problems, one of these things we don't think about. Hmm. So in the late 1800s, thousands of Chicagoans a year were dying of typhoid fever and cholera. And the oh, Chicago man. River flowed south into the city. Uh, if you've ever, ever been to Chicago, you're familiar with it. It runs right through downtown. You've seen it. It's the yeah. river. If you've never been there, you've seen it on TV. They, they dye it green for St. Patrick's Day. Mm-hmm. and have, Play shows know. out there. I've seen it. Yeah. Absolutely. So, so the Chicago River flows south into the city and then it would turn east toward Lake Michigan and it would carry all of that, uh, uh, human waste and the remnants, the awful from the slaughterhouses with it. Well, the river, the Chicago River became so polluted that during the great Chicago fire of 1871, it caught fire and burned with the rest of the city. Imagine what level of, of, of pollution and waste is, is in the river for the river to literally catch fire in 1871. So this is a big problem. Well, Lake Michigan is the source of Chicago's water. And as the pollution made its way into the lake, the number of waterborne illnesses just skyrocketed. So Chicago leaders tried a number of solutions. They would dig tunnels miles out into the lake, uh, and they were trying to get the water to utilize water that was past the pollution line from the Chicago River. So it worked for a, for a little while, but eventually the sewage, all this waste reaches the intake tunnel. So they had the same problem again. Well, <clears throat> the city keeps growing and then they were preparing to host the 1893 World's Fair. And in those days, World's Fair was a really big deal. And, and, I, Steve, I can remember when we were kids, it was still kind of a big deal. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the one in New Orleans? I do. I played the, the, you talking about the World's Fair. I played the World's Fair in New Orleans. Yeah. I represented Mississippi as, I think as sort of what they called it, the future of music for Mississippi as a kid. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, which is the thing, which, which is the boat that we have here in Greenville, right? And that wasn't that the thing I played in? The State Welcome Center here, yep, it's shaped like a uh, uh, paddle wheeler. River that's bus. exactly right. Well, that's where I played. It was one of my first bands ever. And then they, what, tr- trucked it back up here and put it back together and it became a rugby Yeah. Well, yeah. you remember, that was a big deal. That was an exciting thing. Um, sure. And that was 84, maybe. Mm-hmm. I was well, a sophomore in, you go back a co- I was sophomore in college. Exactly right. Wow. Did I just age myself? You sure did, brother. All right. It's noted. It, no matter what, I can't run from it. So that's right. It's on the radio so every year. <laughs> it's so good. Well, All right. So go ahead. Go ahead and continue on. I'm sorry. Well, I was going to say, in, in those days, um, um, World's Fairs were a much bigger deal than they were even in, in our youth. So um, it, it was a big deal if your city hosted it. You know what I mean? It's kind of like picking the Olympics. They would uh, – the host city for the Olympics, they would – there would be this giant committee that would decide where the World's Fair went, and it kind of meant your city had made it. You were on the map. So so this was important uh, to the leaders in Chicago. So they're they're getting ready. They, they, they're getting the 1893 World's Fair, and the city leaders got really serious about the sanitation problem because they knew, in addition to a human catastrophe, if they had a typhoid epi- epidemic breakout during the fair, the city would have just a massive public relations issue uh, on its hands. So, again, in those days, the World's Fair was a huge event. And so a lot of different countries around the world were paying attention to Chicago's sanitation problem. So their most immediate challenge was safe drinking water. All right, so, stay on safe drinking water. Let's take right. a quick break because it's what we have to do. It's part of the deal. Superior catfish. Oh, yeah. There's catfish and there's superior catfish. Homegrown right here in Mississippi. Produced where else but in Mississippi. Check them out at superiorcatfish.com. Visit Mississippi.org. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're talking um, 
hey man, you can take a train ride actually from Greenwood, Mississippi to New Orleans. We'll go the other way. Maybe make a plan to, if you're up in the hills of Mississippi, check out the Delta. If you're in the Delta, check out the Gulf Coast, et cetera, et cetera. We'll be right back. I'm Steve Azar. Don't go nowhere. are here and like my song says still trying to find my way around so wherever life takes you guarantee bank is here to help visit with a bank representative to make sure your accounts and services meet your current and future needs give us a call at 662-247-1454 and visit one of our friendly 25 branches or check out more at gbtonline.com guarantee bank member fdic From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a slight chance of rain, mostly cloudy, high near 69. Tonight, a slight chance of showers as well, mostly cloudy, low around 57. Your finally Friday, a 30% chance of rain, mostly cloudy, high near 72. And for your Saturday, sunny skies, high near 66. This weather brought to you by our friends at Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton. Shop local. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, your building supply experts since 1871. For all your glass needs, call Venable Glass Services. Glass Networks, they're going to try and steer you to use their own glass shop. Well, you can tell your insurance you want to use Venable Glass, and there'll be no additional cost to them to get the highest quality glass. Venable Glass is locally owned and operated, and they do windshield replacement and rock repair right there in their shops, or they'll even come to you in the Tri-County area for free. That's right, free mobile service. At Venable Glass, they also do frameless and frame shower doors, mirrors cut to size and installed, picture frame glass, tables, desktops, Insulated glass, plexiglass, commercial storefronts, and heavy equipment glass. Venable Glass. They'll come out and give you a free estimate. They want to work hard for your business. Venable Glass. Open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, and on Saturday, 8 to noon. Hey, there's two locations, too, in Ridgeland at 660 Highway 51 North and Brandon at 209 Woodgate Drive South in Crossgates. Check them out on the web at VenableGlass.com. Remember, for all your glass needs, call Venable Glass Services, 601-605-4443. By every metric, Mississippi's direct diamond importer, Juniker Jewelry Company in Madison, is the state's largest fine jeweler. Here's John and Corey Ravenstein. This Christmas, come shop Mississippi's largest inventory of truly beautiful fine jewelry and diamonds. Ten times the selections you'll find in average jewelry stores. Case after case of diamond engagement rings, gorgeous colored gemstones, couture pieces, and our famous estate collections. To our legendary, handcrafted Mississippi Heritage Collection, named after the most beautiful towns and places in our state. Come shop our diamond classics like Jenniker's Diamond Study Rings, Diamond Hoops, Diamond Bracelets, and Pendants. Maybe it's that larger two, three, or four carat diamond she's always dreamed of. It's right here, right now, at the guaranteed best prices in the state. This Christmas, come home to Mississippi's largest fine jeweler, Juniker Jewelry Company. Because love can't wait. Juniker Jewelry Company, 1485 Highland Colony Parkway in Madison and junikerjewelry.com, Mississippi's direct Diamond Importer. Don't blow your top when you're dealing with your roof and gutters. Call Complete Exteriors. Complete Exteriors offers roof inspections, repairs, full roof installations, and we'll take the stress out of all the insurance claims. Gutters from common 6-inch to custom copper. We also produce all custom copper work in-house, from copper dormers and roofing to gutters and flashing. All sheet metal is handcrafted in-house as well. Complete Exteriors, 601-326-2755. 601-326-2755. I'm Caleb Sailors, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Authorities in Yazoo City have made an arrest in connection to the death of a man who was shot and killed while walking his dog. Police Chief Terry Gann reports that Ladwell Brown has been taken into custody for the shooting death of Taijuan Wyatt on October 1st. An anonymous tip led officers to Brown's location on Wednesday where he was apprehended after being chased by police. Brown is charged with capital murder. 
A Texas man faces up to 30 years in prison for fraudulently obtaining over $400,000 in COVID-19 relief funds. Court documents show that 30-year-old Ghani Ujamo conspired with others to commit wire fraud by opening numerous bank accounts in Hines, Madison, and Rankin counties using other individuals' personal identifying information, then fraudulently applying for multiple loans through the Small Business Administration. Jamo pleaded guilty to conspiracy to commit wire fraud. He is scheduled to be sentenced on February 27, 2024. Running a business is tough. If you're struggling with HR benefits and payroll, you're not alone. Many businesses just don't have the resources to keep up. That's where MWG Employer Services comes in. We provide a full range of employer services with everything from payroll to benefits to HR services and compliance and can create a custom plan that fits your needs and budget. We're a Mississippi-based company that can help you focus on what you do best, growing your business. Call MWG Employer Services today at 601-206-7966 or go to MWG Employer Services Superior. It's more than a name. It's a promise that we make to our customers to provide you the highest quality U.S. farm-raised catfish at your favorite restaurant, your family reunion, or on your dinner table. Hey, this is Steve Azar, and I want to let you know that with Superior Catfish, you know the next bite is as good as the first, time after time. Made possible by your friends and neighbors here in Mississippi. Remember, there's catfish... Then there is Superior Catfish. When it comes to the outdoors, we are one. We live in one of the best places in America to enjoy the great outdoors. So let's talk about it. Super Talk Outdoors with Ricky Matthews. Monday starting at noon here on Super Talk Mississippi. Presented by the Foundation Protecting Our Outdoors Heritage. Listen or watch the show anywhere you get Super Talk Mississippi. In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Wesley Smith, really excited about having him here as always, dear friend. We do a lot of business together. Uh, We have a lot of fun together doing business together, so I think that's the most important thing superior catfish there is catfish and there's superior catfish go to superiorcatfish.com visit mississippi.org so many glorious things await you that you'll be so proud of and you can uh, you can call your friends all over the country and all over the world and say you need to come visit us that's what i'm talking about all right wesley smith is with me we were talking about we're we're getting to the 1893 world's fair in chicago i got all excited i got all excited yeah, yeah. I gave Marty Stewart my guitar that I played at the World's Fair. I forgot that I used oh, that guitar. Well, one of them, yeah, my, one of my first guitars uh, for his museum. But uh, you, you're bringing back oh, a lot of memories now, just talking about things like that. Love it. Well, so Steve, they're getting ready, and they're again, their most immediate challenge was safe drinking water. So there was a company called the Waukesha Hygieia Company, and they were already bottling water and selling it as a health drink, which is kind of funny to think about now. I, I remember the days before you could walk in any convenience store and buy a bottle of water. Uh, you just couldn't do it. No, <laughs> but, so but exactly. Bottling it, bottling it and selling it really has been, been around quite a while. But so they hired them to re- provide the water, um, the, the water, uh, drinking water for the World's Fair. But they are based in Waukesha, Wisconsin. And which is famous for spring water. And the company built a reservoir in uh, Waukesha. Waukesha is 416 feet above the level of Lake Michigan, north north of Lake Michigan there. And they gravity fed the water over 100 miles to Chicago to the fair through a series of pipes. We've got good friends that live on Lake Michigan. Uh, been there. And for all of them listening, because I do have some listeners up in the north, uh, I have tasted salt in Lake Michigan, and it is not a lake. It's an ocean, but just go ahead, Wesley. I just want to mention, <laughs> I want to clarify that. That's right. That's right. Uh, <laughs> lake can be a, a, a euphemism we don't Come understand. It's so You can't get to the middle of it and look both ways and see nothing. And then, like I said, I swear right. I've, I've tasted salt, but go ahead. Well, so th- so they built 100 miles of, of pipes and, and uh, piped this spring-fed water into Chicago. And uh, – Fairgoers of the World's Fair could buy 
um, a glass of water for one penny per glass or five cents per jug. Hmm. How about that? Yeah. But this plan worked as there was not a single case of typhoid attributed to the World's Fair. But the more permanent solution for Chicago could not be completed in time for the fair. But in 1892, they began digging what they called the Big Ditch. And this was a series of canals that would reroute the flow of the Chicago River into Lake Michigan and instead reverse the flow using the water from Lake Michigan to carry all of the waste from the Chicago River down into the Des Plaines River and then to the Illinois River and then ultimately the Mississippi River. This is where so, I threw you a little while ago when we were trying to get to the bottom line. Now we're back there. Now we're now we're back. You can kind of see where we're going. So this was a massive engineering feat. This is eighteen ninety two when they when they start this. And it was only made possible by the location of the subcontinental divide, which runs north south just twelve miles west of Chicago. So so what that means in layman's terms is is the kind of the height of the land when you get the subcontinental divide. So so when it would rain, if it was east of that line, it would run off into the Great Lakes. And if it was rain, raining west of that line, the water would run off into the Mississippi River. you got a lot so of people Chicago scratching and, their heads right now. You know that. Yeah, yeah. People These in the back of the class are scratching their head. But no, <laughs> wait a minute. Say that one more time because I, I need it one for myself. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so – just just by happenstance through a through a, a quirk of historical geography, the subcontinental divide, imagine a line with, with a little altitude. Uh, imagine this is easier. It's not a mountain range there, but imagine the Rocky Mountains, right? Yeah. And if it rains east of the Rocky Mountains, it's going to the water's going to hit, roll down the mountain on the east side and flow to the east. If it lands okay. on the west side of the top of the mountain, it's going to come down the west side and go toward the Pacific Ocean. I'm still with you. Okay. So that's it. So that's what's so, – so, but this is the subcontinental divide in the middle of the country. Where'd they decide? I mean, was it visual? I, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know how they came up with it unless somebody sat there at the top of whatever the highest point was and thought about uh, – where the water went. You know, sometimes I think people made stuff up just so we could learn it or have to learn it. I mean, <laughs> like, and, and second of all, where there's a will, there's a way, right? You think about all, right. about what you're talking about and and reversing what basically Mother Nature created, right? Right. Well, that's, that's right. Well, that's exactly right. You so, don't get to do that often. Right. The, the easiest way to look at it is is just take that term out and and, and realize that 12 miles west of Chicago – you had to get to that point, 12 miles west of Chicago. And from that point, any rain that came down flowed to the, to the west toward the Mississippi River. Okay. Amazing. So yeah. what they did was reroute the Chicago River, um, through a series of ditches and canals and locks until they could get it to that line and then push it over that line so it would flow west to the Mississippi River instead amazing. of east into Lake Michigan. Human engineering is, is amazing, especially is back amazing. in a time when you didn't have all this technology. Think about the churches around the world that have been built, that are still being built, that have held themselves together, and that you think about the rock that they had to bring in, how that you know how long it took, and how they carved these rocks out of what tools? I mean, like, and and yeah. now you're talking about over hundreds of years. Yes, they, you know, know these I'm, were ten year projects. I know, I, but I I can't help it when I go see things like these churches and I see bridges and I I hear what you're talking about the the majesty of water and our rivers, you know, and our river, the Mississippi River and our Gulf Coast and all that. I just I just sit there and stare at it and I'm in awe. That's right. I'm in awe by the right. the the genius without having the the being afforded the the things that they have now to do the work for them. You know what I mean? Right, right. Modern equipment. Yeah, it's just insane. Yeah. But anyway, keep going. GPA. Well, so they, they end up, they build 12 miles of canals and locks, and they they build them using rail lines, <clears throat> steam shovels, dynamite, and human labor. That's wow. how they did it. No modern yeah. equipment. You know? And by the time it was complete, over 42 million cubic yards of rock had been removed. And they finally completed it in 1899. So, so really they did it pretty quick if you think about the, the tools they have. But, um, so they're, they've just about got it finished. 
this always cracks me up because, you know, there's a great rivalry between the Chicago Cubs and the St. Louis Cardinals. And I sometimes wonder, Steve, if it really started with this. So they're just about through up in Chicago building this thing. And it finally dawns on, on St. Louis officials that all of that waste would be coming downriver to them. And so they sued to stop the project. Wow. And the case, the case made it all the way to the Supreme Court. But right before there was a ruling, and I mean like the week of, Chicago officials in the middle of the night gathered everybody up and they go down in the uh, channels. They had built dams to hold the water back while they were digging the tunnels. And and in the middle of the night, they blew the last dam holding the water from the canal and they reversed the flow of the Chicago River and the deed was done. Mm. So beginning on January 2nd, 1900, Lake Michigan began flowing to the Mississippi River. And ultimately, right? Yes, the Mississippi Delta. Right. A decade after that, and spanning the next seven decades, Chicago would see thousands of African-American Mississippians take the Illinois Central to begin a new life in the Windy City. But how fitting, Steve, that perhaps the most famous Mississippian to board the train for Chicago in the Delta, the man who took the Delta Blues with him and became the icon of electrified Chicago Blues, would be known around the world as Muddy Waters mm. because Chicago had already sent their Muddy Waters down to the Mississippi Delta. Look at you connecting Chicago River, connecting <laughs> connecting human life to a body of water, like we often do. We all that's we right. all do that. I mean, how often can we not wait? Everybody right now that's driving or at work right now that's listening to the show are going, "What I wouldn't do to be by a body of water right now." That's right. That's okay, right. Wesley, you can't connect those. It's not right. I mean, you, you, something's, something's seriously wrong about you in a right way. Can I do that? <laughs> sure. Wow. Some, some of these, isn't that wild? My pal Wesley Smith is my guest. If I'm paying attention. Speaking of paying attention, superiorcatfish.com. Check my friends out there. There's catfish and there's superior catfish. Where's it made and produced? Right here in Mississippi. Macon, to be exact. Wow. I loved it. I love visiting. I love the hospitality and I can still taste lunch. It was so, so good. Oh, yeah. And visit Mississippi.org. Big old smile on visit Mississippi.org. I'm talking to my man, Wesley. We'll be right back. Nowadays, most people go online to look at a business before they spend their money. And a lot of businesses are losing opportunities to get new customers if they aren't online. With the power of STMM Digital, you can reach potential customers and get more referrals and repeat business. The highly trained and trusted team at STMM Digital is ready to work with you to help your business capitalize on the power of digital marketing. Call 601-991-2305 or go to stmmdigital.com to get started today. Your window tent headquarters at Auto Trim Designs on Highway 80 in Pearl is now also your best source for the lasting protection of Expel paint protection film. Your car is too precious to fail to protect it from bugs, rocks, and road debris. For more info, go to autotrimdesigns.com. If you're feeling anxious about your investments with all the economic volatility and chaos in Washington, tune in to Super Talk Jackson on Wednesdays from 9 to 10 a.m. and Sundays from 8.30 to 9.30 a.m. for Element Wealth Radio with Jeremy Nelson. Learn more at myelementwealth.com. The College Corner is headed to Oxford. Stop by their new location in the Oxford Commons off Sisk Avenue. They'll have 4,000 square feet of Rebel gear ready for your trip to the Grove. On your next trip to Oxford, stop by the College Corner or our other great locations in Ridgeland and Flowood. Hats, shirts, polos, pullovers, sweats, t-shirts. College Corner has it all. And as always, you can visit us online at collegecornerstore.com. That's collegecornerstore.com. The College Corner, where your game day apparel meets. 
I noticed mom hasn't been herself lately. She's been forgetful and not remembering to take her medicine. After visiting the orchard, I knew it was perfect. The orchard is Mississippi's premier continuing care retirement community, licensed in Alzheimer's and dementia care for men and women. I know she's in good hands. It's safe, convenient, and most importantly, it feels like home. For that extra peace of mind, call the orchard today for a tour. 601-856-2205 or go to Orchard retirement.com Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store. LS Tractor understands your passion for the land, and just like you, LS Tractor is committed to excellence and superior products. LS Tractor comes with a long list of standard features that are unmatched by other brands and backed with the LS commitment to provide exceptional customer service and satisfaction. You get a lot more for your money with the LS Tractor. Come to the Tractor Store in Richland to experience the LS difference. The Tractor Store in Richland. At Fillmore Buick GMC, we strive to make buying your next vehicle easy and take care of you long after you drive off the lot. That means upfront and honest pricing, doing everything we can to make the time you spend in the dealership as short or as long as you need. It means we understand that purchasing a vehicle is more than just a transaction for you. We want you to enjoy the experience as much as we appreciate your business. Find your next Buick GMC or pre-owned vehicle at FillmoreBuickGMC.com. Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive everything we do. So how do you know if you have hail damage? Not all roof damage can be spotted from the ground. Gallo here from Experience Believe Me. You need a pro that you can trust to give you an honest assessment of your roof. There's no better team than Watkins Construction and Roofing. You can trust them to give you an honest evaluation. The Watkins team will answer your call 24-7 and give you a complimentary roof inspection and estimate. Plus, count on them to get back with you as fast as the next business day. Financing is available. Count on the pros. Watkins, 601-966-8233. Hello. I'm Attorney General Lynn Fitch. A dose of fentanyl as small as 15 to 20 grains of salt can kill. Last year, the DEA seized enough fentanyl to kill every American. And this dangerous drug has made it to our state. Last year, Mississippians lost more than 200 mothers, fathers, brothers, sisters, and friends to fentanyl. With our One Pill Can Kill initiative, We're standing up to this killer drug. We're giving meaning to lives lost. We're empowering you to save lives. We want to put our fentanyl harm prevention kits in hands all across Mississippi. And we need your help to do it. Go to attorneygeneralllynnfitch.com slash one pill to learn how you can take action to educate, support, and empower others to know that just one pill really can kill. In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. We're in cold water and we're in too deep. Yeah, we're in cold water, say we in too deep. I have rolled through a Mississippi Minute. I have almost thrown my guest today. I tried. On curveballs, sliders, sinkers, change-ups. It is World Series time. I don't know what else I can throw at him, but he still gets right back on track. People that used to interview me when they would do that, I would remember a, I'd forget the question asked and then remember a question from two days before. So that's how my mind works. Which is sideways, but not sideways is Superior Catfish. Go to superiorcatfish.com, tell them I sent you, and visit Mississippi.org. Uh, get ready to celebrate our cool state like no other. They've got it all there all mapped out for you to plan your weekend. Wesley Smith and I are rolling into uh, the end of part seven of a Mississippi Minute. I don't know how many hours that is, but it's a long time. Wesley growing up in Greenwood, Mississippi, me growing up in Greenville, Mississippi. uh, At some point, the competition stopped. What do you call it? Two guys became friends. That's what happens when you grow up. Thank goodness. Thank goodness for growing up. Rivalries. Yeah, well, the rivalries are fun, but uh, <laughs> but you know when you're in the music business, you realize I don't want any rivalries. I want everybody to love me. There, I don't want to mention any names, and I don't want to go there. But I always feel like you know music is the ultimate unifier, and you're seeing a lot of people take sides in with politics, right? And they're and they're doing you know yeah. the you know you're seeing a lot of people saying they're leaving this genre for another well one in particular but i'm hearing other people as well and that you don't see about it in the press a number of people in my industry and i'm going like first of all why would you eliminate 
half of your audience or maybe more. Second of all, I just feel like music needs to be that thing that always has the an opportunity to glue tough circumstances together and to put people in the room and two people that would you think that would never get along end up dancing together. That's right. And then you dance together, right. you share in song. I I just think that if we lose the music as a unifier, then and you start picking sides as a musician. I don't I yeah. think that's not fair to the rest of the world. It's not fair to yourself. But that's me just running my mouth and I'm thinking out loud. You you know, you think about Muddy Waters history on music. Wesley, where do you rate him? Muddy? Oh, I mean Muddy is a musician. Gosh, I, I love him, right? I'm a blues fan, but I but I think his importance as a musician is incredible. But probably not as much, if possible, as it is as an influence on the things. And we've talked about this before. But Muddy goes to Chicago in 1943 on the train, um, leaves Stovall, Mississippi, pulls into downtown Chicago. It's the middle of World War II. Chicago was bustling. The war efforts on. Um, he, he, uh, Otis Spann picks him up, great blues piano player, take, takes him to an apartment and, uh, and boom, he's off. He starts recording for chess records. He takes the Delta blues, plugs in the guitar and, you know, muddy created electricity, as we like to say, he created the Chicago blues with a lot of other people, mostly Mississippians. And then that would go on to be, to be rock and roll. It was just a few years after that, that, uh, uh, Michael Jagger and Keith Richards met at a train station and, and Mick Jagger was holding uh, a Muddy Waters record, best of Muddy Waters from Chess Records. And he and Keith struck up a conversation and within a year they had started yeah. a new band, yeah. uh, that they named from track five of that, of that record album. Muddy's first song he recorded for Chess, it was called Rolling Stone. Yeah. That's how they got their name. They would have off, called man. themselves probably the Rocking Pebbles, but they didn't because of that. <laughs> Wouldn't you say? Something Everybody, equally like, Please welcome yeah. the Rocking Pebbles. Right. Sounds huh? like a, uh, a Flintstones episode. <laughs> Pedaling with your feet. I love it so much. You talk about Chicago and its direct bead to the Delta. I mean, it is. I mean, there is a lot of people that wound up there, and I'm glad you sort of – you made that very insightful for me. You know, it's funny when you're raised in a situation – I'm thinking about uh, Johnny Lee and – some of the questions, you know, if I, I would have done anything to have her on my show, but, you know, when you're growing right. up, you, you don't think about asking some of those questions. You, I guess maybe you're too young. And then, like, this show affords me the ability. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. It's been a game changer for my life to be able to ask the questions. I wish I could have asked her. You know, when we moved back home, she was really she was really at a tough place. And I brought my two boys there, Adrian and Strack, to meet her. And she had a picture. Oh my gosh. I remember Strack going, Dad, that's just not right. She had Jesus behind her bed and she had a picture of me. Wow. And, and, uh, that's pressure. And Strack goes, yeah, that's pressure. It's, you know, but the thing was she, she kept looking at Adrian because my son Adrian looks just like me, as he says, minus yeah. the tan, right? Yeah. I look, I know I look just like my dad minus the tan, but she kept looking at him trying to grab a hold of him because she thought it was me. Wow. She probably wow. recognized me back. at that point. She didn't recognize me. So, yeah. but what a great lady. And you, th you, I think about all those trips she took up to the Midwest and, and, uh, it's funny how small the world is for us all. And yeah, and especially when there's a train or there's transportation, you know, ability to get from one place to the other, those dots get connected pretty fast. Well, a Mississippi minute is just, uh, plundered. It's just plundered because of me. Thank goodness for you. It gets a little smarter. Wesley, I can't thank you enough, folks. Wesley Smith, part seven. If you want to hear part one, two, three, four, five, six, they're out there on the podcast. Check it out. Follow my podcast everywhere you pod. Speaking of everywhere you eat catfish, superiorcatfish.com. Born and raised and produced right here in Mississippi. Visit Mississippi.org is a absolute place to check out if you want to feel really, really, really good about where you are from, which is what Wesley and I do. We're blessed to be yes, sir. Mississippians. We'll see you later. You've been on Super Talk Mississippi. I'm Steve Azar. I'm Steve Azar. In a Mississippi Minute, all 60 of them, where you can take your sweet time. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.